0: back to Libraryland Loves. I am Michelle Arbuckle and today we are discussing something very close to my heart. I am someone who loves looking at fonts and branding and the design decisions that organizations make when it comes to deciding on things like logos and signage and website imagery. I love learning more about design and all of the decisions that go into the design process. And if there is one person that I'm going to talk to about design, well it has to be Andrew Colgoni. Andrew Calgoni is currently the Associate University Librarian Student Success at Brock University here in Ontario. He has over a decade of experience in library leadership, information and science literacy instruction, frontline services and technology support. And in his spare time, Andrew also has an interest in marketing and launched Lib, a website and social media handle that showcases the best in marketing, advertising and branding from the library community. Over the years, Andrew has been an active member of OLA and taken on roles as an OLA superconference planner, a member of Okula Council, and is a longtime planner of OLA's Marketing Libraries Think Tank, which this year will take place very shortly, in a few weeks, on Monday, October 25th. I am very excited to speak to Andrew about design and libraries today, so let's get to it. We'll be right back with Andrew Colgoni. Hello, Andrew.
1: Hi, Michelle. How's it going?
0: Very well. How are you? Yeah,
1: I'm doing OK. Thanks for having me.
0: It's lovely to have you here. So it's very curious and interesting to me that I read off this long bio about your history and library leadership and science, literacy, and technology, mm. and then somehow this design and marketing angle sneaks in to something you just do in your spare time and that you love and have an interest in. So where does that come from? Hmm. Where did all that start? Yeah, I
1: wish I actually had more spare time to devote to it. It, um, I think it probably comes from the same place that it comes from for you, which is, um, you know, we're surrounded by design. Um, Some people think about it. Some people don't uh, that much, which is fine. Good design, really good design is the kind of design you actually don't uh, need to think about. It just is yeah um and so I've always just been fascinated by um design i love graphic design and um and it was interesting when i uh was you know doing other library work and i would kind of you know notice that nobody was really talking about library design you know mm-hmm. like it wasn't uh it wasn't Celebrated in the same way that we celebrate almost everything else in this in this profession, yeah and so that I kind of thought, well, maybe I should do that. You know, even though I'm at best tangentially connected to the uh, marketing communication side of, of libraries, um, it just seemed like a void that uh, yeah. you know maybe I could I could fill. Yeah, so that's what where it, that? that came about. And OLA, I gotta say, OLA's been good to me, allowing me to present and and share mm-hmm. at different venues and. Uh, yeah, anyway.
0: yeah. I mean, your super conference session was one of the most popular for years. You would do your ad-lib session, so um, I'm excited for it to potentially come back or just to see more from you. But mm-hmm. so do you have any background like, training? Did you do any education that has to do with design?
1: I studied animal behavior, uh, Michelle, so. Uh, <laughs> so yes. <laughs> so that's that's going to be a firm no on uh, <laughs> on the background side.
0: Wow, that's incredible to me. I think that's great that you just have an interest in it and and have run this far to because you know, your your posts it's not just like an Instagram account where you post a logo and you go, "Isn't this cute?" Like what cool colors. You're actually, you know, posting information about the design firms that have done all the work for these libraries and comparing it to what else has been done and talking about what people are saying about it in various forums and so it's really comprehensive.
1: Yeah, at first, I when I started doing this, I thought I'm gonna mostly just remove myself from the equation because mm-hmm. of that very thing that we just talked about. <laughs> I'm no expert; I'm more of a connoisseur than anything. Mm-hmm. And um, but it's so hard. Everybody, I mean, this is uh, we'll get into this, but mm-hmm. everybody's got an opinion about yeah, everybody's design. Everybody's got one, as they say, incl- <laughs> including <laughs> myself. So I, I have started to weigh in on on some of the bigger topics like branding, which um, mm-hmm. we'll get into, but I, I do have a, an affinity for, I just love brands. Anyway, we'll yeah. get into that.
0: Okay. Um, before we get into your list, mm-hmm. I mentioned you are a uh, co- a longtime planner mm-hmm. of the Marketing Libraries Think Tank event, which is coming up. I would be remiss if I didn't give you a chance to just tell us a little bit about what's going on with that this year.
1: Mm-hmm, for sure. It's always good to boost it. So um, yeah, Marketing Libraries Think Tank has been Running for many years now, it was an in-person day in August for a long time, and um, last year we we ran some events, but not you know the day. Mm-hmm. So this year uh, we've um, come back to it, and we're doing a, a you know a fully virtual um, uh, think tank, and <clears throat> thematically, I think you know it should be no surprise to everybody that thematically is it's really connected to. What it means to um, come back to our libraries in as a space in a meaningful way, um, trying to figure out, you know, and how do we bring the community community back, and what does it mean once we've opened our doors to them, and how do we, you know, reengage with with people in the community that we haven't in a long time, and um, and all that stuff, and also, you know, ourselves, thinking mm-hmm. about how to be good to ourselves. So, I think it's going to be a good day, and. You know, it's um, uh, academic, public. I mean, anybody who's in libraries, I think, would would benefit from some of the sessions we've got this year. So, anyway, mm-hmm.
0: absolutely, yeah, mm-hmm. they all look really good. I'll put the link to the program in the show notes so that people can can check that out. So that sounds great. All right, so let's talk a little bit about our list today. I mm-hmm. know we've already expressed it's it's not um, it's not in any particular order. We're just we're we're talking about five. Five what's
1: five? So I mean, I kind of picked five uh, things, five posts from Adlib that I thought were um, had good stories to mm-hmm. to, to expound upon, uh, and um, a bunch of them are brands because I think branding is something that anyone can just you know you can go and look at it and have an opinion. So it's um, it's it's great for having a, a conversation about I. I absolutely would not say these are my top. These are the top designs or the top marketing campaigns. Um, There have been so many good ones over the years. And I, to be honest, there's even ones from the super conference that have, haven't even made the website that are great. And, you know, I'd be, I I don't want to diss any of them. So these are just five (laughs) interesting posts from, from Adlib.
0: Sounds great. All right. Okay. So let's start with number one. Mm -hmm. What's our first post we're going to talk about?
1: Yeah. So I've got a, um, uh, you know, I've got a, a story about branding in, in, in three posts that I've uh, picked for you today. And, you know, as I said, branding is one of those ones, those topics that I feel like everybody has an opinion about. And in part that's because we're surrounded by brands all the time. Mm-hmm. We make decisions based on on brands.
0: I wonder if you I wonder if people need, before we get any deeper, a definition of what it means. What is a library brand? Like when you're talking about branding, yeah. what are you referring to?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, branding is, uh, when I think about branding, I'm thinking about the suite of things that, cu- that wrap around what is typically a visual identity of some kind. So that could be um, a word in a specific design or a word in an image in a, in a specific design. And then along with that is usually what they call a set of collateral. So it could be how it's used in different ways um, on library cards, tote bags, uh, you know, signs, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And then usually attached to that at a kind of a a more basic level for the library is um, what does the brand mean to the library? How are they gonna actually Mm -hmm. execute on what all the work and the vision they've put into expressing that brand—you know—what does that mean? And you know, if you were going to talk to, you know, marketers and communicators in library, they'd be really—that'd be really important to them, right? Like, how does this affect our service ethos, right? How are we going to actually, uh, on the ground, um, express? what this brand uh, is saying, this identity is saying. So there's a whole lot wrapped into it. But of course, as external observers, you know we're not necessarily privy to the on the ground service expectations and how it's transforming their internal identity and uh, their patron interactions. What we see is usually an image and some language. And mm-hmm. um, often the design comes with collateral that we can see how it's, mm-hmm. they intend to use it, even if it ha- actually hasn't been used that way. Um, But you know, it's like the brand is the thing that if you have an abstract idea about, I don't know, Coke or IBM, right? Like if if somebody were to mention those things to you often, I mean, you might picture a a bubbling glass of Coke, but chances are you can see that red logo in your mind. You can see see the IBM logo. You can see the McDonald's M. They sear into your brain and they have meaning, Mm -hmm. right? They have Mm -hmm. meaning attached to them. And that meaning over time, um grows and has you know there's feelings and emotions attached to them and and that that's what makes brands so interesting because when libraries change that or do something with that boy there's a lot of feels yeah yeah
0: yeah which is (laughs) i think great because it just means that people are so invested in it you know exactly even you know not to compare a library to a coke or a pepsi (laughs) but (laughs) But it can happen. People have a choice yeah. and a preference Absolutely. and you know, they feel ownership over that. They certainly okay. do. Okay, so thank you for that overview. Let's will... jump back in. Okay. To so yes.
1: Example. So the this post I wrote um, was about uh, um, the Seattle Public Library uh, in 2015 decided to undertake a rebranding, go through a rebranding exercise. Again, not uncommon. Um, most libraries do this at some point, especially the big ones. And um, what was particularly interesting about this one, you know, they've, uh, Seattle Public Libraries, you know, um, retained a design firm, uh, Hornell Anderson in this case, and, you know, worked with that firm to, uh, presumably behind the scenes to come up with ideas about what, you know, how they're going to represent Seattle Public Library. What does that look like? What does it mean in this case? Um, it actually meant a slight name change from, uh, the Seattle Public Library to Seattle Public Libraries. So there was that additional sort of meaning in there. And then, of course, there's all kinds of other, you know, like what does it mean to rebrand? There's all kinds of language that, you know, we won't bother ourselves with today. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and after the, um, the design firm, you know, they came up with some, some ideas, some new logos, some new designs. And they put those out into the world, and um, you know. So this is where, in in the in the world of branding, things can get complicated, right? Once you re- release your ideas into the world, uh, then you know you are setting yourselves up. You're setting yourself up to receive whatever you get back, and so you have to you have to do that very very carefully. Mm-hmm. I would say in this case, it was not done very very carefully. So they release these these um, these brand these visual identities out, and then they ask people to you know vote and and express their desires for different ones, and they're are all variations on a on a theme. It's a sort of abstracty geometric, mm-hmm. colorful design. Um, you know w- why and why the public would have a would have a preference over one of these geometric designs over the other? I do not know. Right. Um, and when they did that it blew up it blew up in their face it blew up really big (laughs) and you know rebranding when you're uh, retaining a design firm it is not a a cheap prospect right i mean you are paying for um a designer's hours to do all this work and often wrapped up in that is the hours involved in getting feedback and trying things out Mm -hmm. and consultations and all that stuff and that adds up very quickly and so uh, when they did this and asked for feedback, um, the I mean it went it went everywhere. I mean besides the internet, which is you know always a font of wonderful opinions. Um, you know there was <laughs> there was local news reporting. There's you know the indie the indie zine. Uh, and what really struck me is what it, it it was less about to my mind the design itself or even the name change but more about the fact that it was costing the library money, right? That there was an expense mm-hmm. attached to rebranding, which, I mean, it seems like that, sh- that should just be a known thing, right? Like these, you do this, it costs yeah. money. It's, you get something out of it. It's not like, you know, you you get, new designs that express the, the way you want your library to be expressed in the, in the future. So it's not nothing. In fact, it's quite important. And so you want to invest in it, right? Mm-hmm. You don't want it to be mm-hmm. necessarily cheap. You really want to put the effort in. But I, And I don't know what, um, you know what was going on in Seattle at that precise moment, but whatever it was, it, uh, it drew the ire of the public. And um, as a result of that outcry, the board of trustees basically said, Nope, all gone. We're not we're not using any of the designs. Uh, we're not using the name change and um, wow. and that whatever they paid, they paid. It's and you know, it <laughs>
0: right. was not it like three hundred thousand dollars? Yeah, like three hundred yeah, yeah. and sixty five thousand dollars. So they just closed the door on that amount of money and said, Thank you for this design consult, you know, this package yeah, and not at we're this done.
1: time, thank you very much. Uh, Yeah, it is wild. wild. And, you know, even at the, at the board meetings, you know, they expressed, um, you know, they were saying that we didn't handle this right. Like this communications weren't, weren't right here. And, Mm -hmm. and that is sort of just even how you, how you talk about your rebranding process and and your visual identity and what it means, how you talk about that with your public who are so invested in this stuff, right? Matters. It matters a lot. And, uh, enough to sink you know this whole enterprise yeah an
0: entire planet. So anyway, i
1: just yeah. that was wow. one of those stories where it's like i don't i just caught a glimpse of it somewhere i can't remember if it was on twitter or something and you know it's like you open the book and you're like oh my gosh you know like what a thing
0: yeah and it's wild to me because the three designs that they proposed for people to i quite liked actually all of them i mean the one of them which was like the map of the geography of the city where you could it was kind of mapping out the branches i know that was a fan theory theory, yeah (laughs) the design company actually said that's what it was but the the geometric shapes and i just thought it was because that library that main branch to me is Mm -hmm. so vibrant and colorful and you know the wall when you're going up the steps it's like the neon green is such a vibrant part of the building so it makes sense for their visual identity to also be quite Mm -hmm. visually Mm -hmm. stimulating but as you know if you go to the Seattle Public Library website right now to see their logo that is it's it's just the same one one. the
1: globe yeah the globe in a in a in a bookish type type shape yeah and I guess at the end of the day the public said that's fine that one's fine for us
0: (laughs) yeah it is so tricky yeah I'd love to uh chat with someone who has done this well with the public to fight, to, to really figure out what, what does that conversation, what are the highs and lows of that conversation? What are the pitfalls you need to look out uh-huh. for? Because you're right, it's, I feel like it's one of those skills that so many people say, well, I could do that. How, how, how are we spending that much money for some colors and a font, you know? <laughs> and it's not exactly. seen as like a thing that's worth real value. And that's so disappointing in this case totally all right so let's should we go on to number two
1: yeah we should because i mean this you know is is obviously it's a much better example of (laughs) of how to do things uh this one worked um so you know it's kind of funny this so the next one we're talking about is toronto public library which is i think near and dear to both of our hearts um it's a massive enterprise that 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 library system and of course as a result has a lot wrapped up in in uh in their brand, you know, identity, their visual identity. Um, I grew up with the old logo, Mm -hmm. the TPL logo with the swooshes that looked like City Hall. And that, um, you know, I never knew (laughs) anything, never knew anything different. But in, geez, when did I write this one? I wrote, I did write a post about um, Toronto Public Library before I ever heard that they were considering Mm rebranding. And basically I said, they need, they need to rebrand. As much as I have nostalgia for the old logo, it does nothing for the library. It really has no connection to what the library is doing. So
0: you're saying that Vickery is a reader of your of your <laughs>
1: Yeah.
0: She read your note. She was like, all right, you know, Andrew says, it's time. I mean,
1: <laughs> it might be a big deal. But anyway, um, and so I kind of pulled together a bunch of student projects that, where people often, you know, the art schools will say, go do a th- new brand identity for this thing. And so a lot of people in, in the area have done Toronto identities. I just thought it was an interesting exercise. And um, yeah, not that long later, Toronto did reveal that they uh, were undertaking a rebranding. Mm-hmm. And um, and what was interesting to me about TPL is, oh, it, you know, as somebody from Toronto and knowing how long they used that that old identity, that there would be so much feeling wrapped up mm-hmm. in whatever. I don't think it would have mattered, honestly. What the new totally. uh, visual identity was or said
0: I mean I feel um, like the situation the situation between Seattle and Toronto likely would have been very similar in terms of you know the community the audience the people that mm-hmm. they would have been reaching out to for consult it's maybe just the way the board went about it or the way that the consultation process was carried out that resulted in such different you know resolutions
1: yes and you know, I think um, TPL and, and uh, Trajectory, the design company, you know, they wisely um, up fronted a lot of the consultation, mm-hmm. right? Which is where you're asking, you know, the community to reflect on what does the library m- mean to you, and what does what does um, you know the future of Toronto Public Library? What do you think about when you, you know? What do you want it to be? And so, though you you gather your ideas up front and then based on what the public says, you design something, Uh. but then you don't then ask the public to rate your design, right? (laughs) You ask the library to rate your design and the stakeholders in the library to rate your design, but you don't ask the public because invariably the public's gonna go, ah, I don't like this, Mm -hmm. I liked whatever, right? Mm -hmm. Even if they didn't, even if they recognize that the old identity was kind of tired and and boring, it still has so much intrinsic value. Because they've seen it for so long, yep. and uh, so TPL. I mean, I, for the for listeners who may not have seen it, is it's pretty. It's a pretty simple mm-hmm. um, word mark, right? It's T. The letters TPL, a colon, in a different color, and then the words in lowercase Toronto Public Library. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not complicated, and there's not much to go. uh, oh, why did they do that? Mm-hmm. Um, and yet. But- <laughs> And yet, and yet, of course, the reaction was
0: uh, muted. Uh,
1: I don't know. How would you describe it?
0: I mean, what's interesting to me is I I would say that it was mostly muted and just kind of like some shoulder shrug emojis. Mm, mm -hmm. Um, Like, really, this is what we get? But over time, like no no one says anything about it anymore. It just is what it is and right exactly you know exactly. It's, it's simple it's clean it does the job it's mo- i think it's, it looks pretty modern mm-hmm. um the colors are still lovely i like that they mm-hmm. said toronto blue um because i didn't realize mm-hmm. toronto had a blue but it totally does now that i'm thinking about it sure and so yeah I, i'm also kind of shoulder shrug emoji what's the big deal it's great
1: yeah i mean i i think i basically said exactly the same thing i mean it didn't it, not mind-blowing, yeah. but at the same time I knew, you know, give it a year, people would be like, yeah, oh well, yeah, that's the yeah. TPL logo. Yeah. And, you know, I also get from a design point of view, you know, you need to, I mean, there's always a balance between, uh, and we can talk about this a bit more, but, you know, this idea of, okay, so how much do you want to tether your identity to what people think of when they think of a library, mm-hmm. which is books, right? And, mm-hmm. um, but as we all know, all our listeners and yourself, we, know, we all know that, you know, libraries are way bigger than just a printed, the printed, uh, the printed book. So a lot of libraries. So go, nah, like we need to do something else. Mm-hmm. But then when you get rid of that thing, the thing that you're, you know, you're most known for, what are you left with? What it, what represents what a library does? Yeah. And it's that is super tricky. Um, yeah. And so TPL said, well, well, trajectory and TPL said, uh, how about a colon? It connects things, right? We connect things. Brilliant. We well, can use circles. Yeah, let's do it. Why not? Um, so, you, I mean, that's what, <laughs> that's part of the reason why I'm, I'm always so fascinated by what comes out of these library brand, uh, you know, exercises and, and the results of them. Because it's like, okay, how do we... What do you abstractly do to represent the fact that libraries connect and do services and community outreach and help people find jobs and like all this stuff that is extremely difficult to represent visually?
0: I mean, libraries are always, you know, taking grief for just being about books or just being about a building. And I think I can't imagine the process like that an organization like TPL has to go through for buy in and, you know, Mm-hmm. Um, a- approving something as massive as this must have just taken so long so much energy and the fact that they were able to do it in a way that opens them up outside of book and space I think is mm-hmm. incredible I-, I love the use of the colon it's simple but it's genius and you know when you dig down into the reasons for using it and all of the things that TPL is known for outside of book and space it makes total sense it's great
1: mm-hmm. yeah anyway I think in the end, that that one worked, and I've I've really warmed up to it over time. So,
0: <laughs> but speaking of being affiliated with book and space, let's go on to number three. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so this is, um, again another one that uh, I. This is definitely one that everybody had an opinion on. So in yeah. 2018, uh, the Library of Congress revealed their rebrand, and you know they went. Uh, when it comes to design firms, they went, they went big. They went with uh, Pentagram, which is, you know, a, a super big deal design firm that does, you know, a lot of big business. Um, and went to them for their, uh, their rebranding. And um, for those that haven't seen it, it's, it's, it's an interesting one. It is literally the word library mm-hmm. in uh, all caps black um and then down below it in much smaller orangish uh ready orange text it says Library of Congress and so um <laughs> they have dis- <laughs> somebody decided that their word mark would just be the word library mm-hmm. um which you know i think would raise the hackles of any other library that is also a library <laughs> uh you know because it's like well Wait, what? Why are you calling yourself yeah.
0: library? You get to be like the I, library. How
1: do you get to own, yeah, yeah. the brand library? Um, it and uh, you know, to in fairness to the, <laughs> the branding, you know, when you see how the how Pentagram does, you know, intended it to be used. It 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 is meant to sort of the word is supposed to open up and and spread apart, and then things go inside it. You know. Mm-hmm visuals and like other bookends, things like like, work, yeah, yeah like little bookends like, exactly like or little I bookends. think
0: I think Carla Hayden um librarian of Congress described it as a treasure chest
1: Ooh,
0: so very nice yeah that's also open up,
1: up the treasure chest language. of the library logo mm-hmm. and in that sense it's kind of interesting and actually there's <laughs> on one of the bits of collateral they shared is a a, a mug where the, the word library and that giant black text wraps around it. And to be honest, I want that mug. I mean, it looks amazing. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it's this is one of those examples where um, when it was released into the world, you know, people were like, is this a real, like, is this a real thing? Mm-hmm. Like, did this, did they actually decide, you know, this iconic, you know library like one of the biggest libraries in the world did they decide to just use the word library Mm -hmm. as their uh, visual identity Uh, for real
0: um
1: and yeah for real spoiler
0: alert (laughs) yes they did
1: spoiler alert for real not satire um and and it's (laughs) such an interesting
0: choice because they are affiliated with or known for the building like the build Mm -hmm. it's the only it's not like they've got a branches that I'm aware of Um, it's just the one space and so someone in in your post mentions you know so they just completely got rid of the the thing they're most famous for the thing you picture in your mind is this building and they completely got rid of it in in their logo which is a choice
1: it's a it's a choice and in fact they had a a perfectly serviceable um, uh, logo before Uh, it was a book you know a stylized book with um, the American kind of stripes mm-hmm. on it um, which you know for a library of Congress you know makes a sense. governmental library mm-hmm. makes a ton of sense um, but one gets the impression that they the library of Congress wanted to distance themselves from that like mm-hmm. the idea of being the library of Congress let's not worry about the Congress part right. so much can we just focus on the fact that we're a library Yeah, um, which you you know I kind of get it's like they want they're like yes you can come use us yes we are a library mm-hmm. um, and here's one way of telling you that yeah uh,
0: I mean there's something kind of cheeky about the image cheeky. you know the large mm-hmm. library it looks very uh, urban dare I say there's something mm. very just in your face about the 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 words library um Mm -hmm. so there's that i mean you know they're definitely breaking a mold and getting out of a stuffiness of what the old logo might have been so i I appreciate that i appreciate that effort
1: yeah it's definitely different i this one has not um warmed up i have not warmed up to this one no um and you know in without the um, uh, without the context of seeing it as you know, sort of the designers intended with uh, you know with visuals mm-hmm. and opening up in different ways and in the context of other stuff, if you just if the if you just look at the look you know like on Twitter, you know in social where you have to have a thing in your circle mm-hmm. or in your box, you know just the fact that it's the word library in a font that kind of looks like you know something you might pull up on Microsoft Word yeah. as one of the defaults. Yeah um uh, mm, you know i don't know I hear, that, what you're that part
0: just, <laughs> I hear what you're saying i agree yeah yeah you, you've anyway, sold me there so, although i have to say you okay. know the idea of it on merch and stuff i i i i'm with you like i want the coffee mug
1: yeah. yeah i don't and you know what i went and looked for that after this you know they launched this i went and looked for that mug and then that, that mug never existed and <gasps> i was really disappointed
0: it was a fake mug We're, we should make them andrew <laughs>
1: Yeah, I don't know if Carlo would. Uh, Doctor
0: Hayden, if you're that. listening, let's get on
1: that. <laughs> yeah, let's uh, let's get one of those mugs made. I would totally buy one. But oh. yeah, so there's so we've just done you know three um, significant rebrands, mm-hmm. right? And with all landing all in really different places, mm-hmm. and um, and it just goes to show you how tricky this enter you know this enterprise is to get to get right. Yeah. Um, and you know it's all in you know who you get and what you tell them to do and how you communicate that to the public. Uh, that makes a huge difference here.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So moving on to number four.
1: Mm, yeah. So I did, after we went through the, you know, the big heavyweights of rebrands, mm-hmm. big rebrands, I thought it'd be good to talk about some, um, lighter fare yeah, perhaps, some smaller, yeah. projects. some smaller projects, but you know, when it comes to, um, you know, designs that, uh, that, you know, I think are fun to talk about. I'm always interested in things that are, you know, like somebody's thought about a clever way, you know, we always have these like, you know, as a library, you gotta like communicate something like where, what's on what floor? Or like, what does the library help you with? And, um, you know, like even the fundamental concept of like, what's cool about this place? Why should you come here? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, libraries that have come up with a clever take, on how to do that or I'm, I'm always interested in in those
0: yeah definitely me too
1: y- yeah so I picked um, <laughs> it wasn't uh, intentional that we'd be talking about elevators so much but
0: <laughs> why not talk about elevators I mean to me show. it's where we are most frequently <laughs> holding people hostage either That's elevators true. or washroom stalls so you know let's go with right. elevators
1: <laughs> sure why not um, yeah that was not intentional but we're gonna talk about elevators and uh, so this first one uh, is from Cornell um, University Library. And they had this, I thought, clever idea of, um, uh, you know, they've leveraged the elevator in two different ways. So there's the the doors, of course, the doors themselves, which you can put graphics upon. Mm-hmm. And then there's the inside of the library library elevator, mm-hmm. which you can also do something with. And I, I have to admit, I've never seen um, I don't even think in real life. I've never seen s- uh, somebody play with that, that sort of difference so cleverly. Mm-hmm. So in this case, they've, they've done a couple of different um, designs where on the elevator door, they've got uh, a bunch of sheep, mm-hmm. and then there's a wolf wearing a sheep hat, <laughs> I guess you would call it. I don't know. Sheep disguise. And then when the door um, opens, it says... What does it say michelle can you read it no it says I uh don't so one of them says uh don't fall for fake and the other one says oh appearances can be deceiving uh, and then it says ask a librarian and then there's a, a website so the second one is a set of what look like really ornate kind of like old-fashioned wooden doors mm-hmm. and that's um and that's the one that says don't fall for fake and uh, i just love that there's like a reveal you know how many times do you get to do a like a reveal of communication, not not too often, honestly.
0: It's great, <laughs> such a great idea. Anyway,
1: it is such a good idea. I, why haven't I tried to execute that <laughs> in my library? I, I don't know.
0: Well, and especially uh, because there are so many libraries right now that have the vinyl printers that you could just make, yeah. you could design and print this off with very little expense.
1: Totally, yeah. Vinyl is like a game changer when it comes to like putting stuff on walls and Absolutely, elevators. Yeah. um yeah
0: and making okay, the yeah. inside of an elevator ride a joyful experience or just experience that situates you into the library is you know a no-brainer of course we should do that how many elevator rides in a library have you been in where there's like a, a piece of eight and a half by eleven paper taped poorly and someone's drawn some very unsavory images on it and it's probably pointing you to a floor that's incorrect because you've reshelved books it's just it's such a blight on the library and and um you know it just doesn't show us to be professional we don't even know where the what floor certain books are on on that signage so i think it's great to zhuzh it up a little in there
1: yeah zhuzh it, zhuzh it. as for um as for elevators with uh ripped papers and things uh, no comment <laughs> <so> no comment oh <laughs> uh, dear um, so the second part of that post mm-hmm. and uh, is another uh, So this is three elevator takes I'm sorry people for, who don't like elevators but the um, the second one is about leveraging they've leveraged their elevator doors um, to show off student art mm-hmm. and um, you know you get uh, run a contest get students to come up with something that kind of represents the library or the university in this case And then uh, give them a bit of money, and then you get to take a picture with them in front of the thing. Amazing. Everybody feels happy, and uh, you have something to look at while you're waiting for the elevator.
0: And students have some ownership over that space. Mm -hmm. They're probably bringing people in to take selfies with it. (laughs) I mean, sure, it might make your lobby a bit more congested than normal, but that's a good problem to have, I think. I agree. I love it.
1: Yeah, anyway, so that's kind of nice. I mean, um, you know, if you don't have the time to make the art,
0: why not not get the students
1: to do it? Yes. they don't have anything else to do
0: right there in your school (laughs) oh
1: my gosh michelle um okay so one more elevator in our in our trifecta of one more elevator to
0: visit okay
1: yeah one more elevator to visit so this one is at uh i guess it's called roche library Mm -hmm. um and they uh also did the whole door thing the elevator door thing and this is much more functional in its uh its design but as you know um, as somebody who you know works in a library with many floors that all have different things on them that students mostly don't know what those things are unless they bother to look at the paper sign or on the website i was really taken with this design which is looks you know startlingly startlingly like a sign you would see in the new york uh, subway system Mm -hmm. including uh the subway tile behind it yes which i you know really
0: that took me some time to figure out that's what was happening i thought this was just vinyl on the wall beside the elevator but this is they've actually made the elevator door look like subway tile with signage on top brilliant fascinating
1: the illusion the illusion is actually really profound it it took me a second coming back to i'm like wait a second where is the sign but no it's on the doors Mm -hmm. it's on the doors that those underutilized spaces and um i mean the nice thing about it a i mean you can't uh, it, borrowing a iconic design you really can't go wrong mm-hmm. um and uh, it's clear it's super clear you yeah. cannot miss this sign right new
0: york um, Subra- new york subway system has already done all of the work to figure out what font <laughs> looks best and on what yes. colors and back. so why not leverage the work that's been done for the library great exactly yeah Yeah, it is great
1: anyway so i i mean it's just to me it's just clever you know they again same same idea it's like okay we've got the space we've got this elevator and we've got a design problem which is getting students to where they need to go in the library how are we going to do that um and it's just a i think it's just a clever take on that
0: okay but are you going to talk about what's on the sign because to me that was
1: well,
0: that was the biggest game changer to me. Go for it. And I don't know if this is revolutionary in libraries, but I feel like <laughs> when I was at Ryerson, it was like fourth floor, HD to HQ. You know, like they're using the the Library of Congress to indicate uh-huh. what's on a floor. This library has first floor, noisy floor, second <laughs> noisy floor, <laughs> floor yeah. noisy floor, sixth floor, silent floor, fifth floor, considerate floor. Like these are mind blowing. This is mind blowing terminology, I think, because mm, when mm-hmm. do we ever? I mean, this is how the students talk about the library, though. They're not saying, sure. oh, let's go to HD. Let's go to the floor that has HD shelved on it because it's the quiet floor. <laughs> no, they're just calling it the quiet floor. Right. So, why would we not design, or use their language on the signage? Sure. And the other thing is the little icons that they've put on there that back up kind of what they're saying about each floor. I think it's genius right. that, that it is. It's very clear. Very clever. clear, yeah.
1: Yes. Yes, noisy floor, I mean, I'm, it's always a, uh, you're, always try- <laughs> you're always trying to thread the needle between not using our jargon, not using library jargon, but how do we sound professional still? <laughs> and they've just said, you know what, this is the noisy floor, let's be real, uh, you know. <laughs> also, can you be considerate on five, Totally. Please? thank you.
0: <laughs> the part that I think is funny is that third floor is just US Catholic collection, <laughs> <laughs> whatever it had that to go means. Somewhere. Yeah. yeah, it had to go
1: somewhere. Yeah. Anyway, I'm glad you drew attention to that. Yes, it is. Uh, it is clever. Yeah.
0: All right. So that brings us to number five. We're yes. Leaving elevators.
1: Five. We are. <laughs> we are. Are we? Uh, we'll, do we ever, though? Um, <laughs> actually, you know what? They received an elevator award this next one. Oh, can you OK. Believe that?
0: We, so we can never leave. We can't <laughs> you
1: never leave the, the elevator. Outdoors. Yeah. I did want to talk about um, Saskatoon PL. In fact, be, in part because this is one of the first things that I wanted to talk about when I started AdLib. Mm. Um, and, and namely it's because of just one thing they did. So they rebranded and that's sort of what the post is about. But when they rebranded, you know, part of that part of, as I talked about the job of a rebranding, isn't just like you make your logo and then you stick it on a sign. You kind of have to do something else, right? You have to like put it out into the world, draw people in, tell people what you're about. And I was really quite taken with what um, Saskatoon did. I mean, first they got a, like a clever little URL, which is SPL the beans, mm-hmm. spill the beans, uh, AKA like tell people about us, right? Mm-hmm. Like you, it's not a secret, we're cool, you can come to us. And, um, and then they made these, these f- strange and funny little f- factoids about the library. So there's one with a picture of a bear climbing a tree and it says, the approximate length of time it would take a medium-sized black bear to climb a tree is the exact same approximate time it would take to download an ebook book using our online service. Amazing. And it the cutest amazing. graphic ever. <laughs> They're very cute. There's four cute graphics. And it's, um, uh, you know, the thing that I, th- I think is kind of unusual. So libraries are okay with being fun to a degree, you know, when it comes to their marketing materials mm-hmm. and their branding. But it's not often that they're funny <laughs>
0: Or <cheeky. laughs> right yeah
1: or cheeky yeah and we talked about the library of congress being cheeky but i i don't think they were like intentionally being cheeky Agreed. it was just a side effect of what they did yeah but this is uh, like cheeky it's like okay if you read that you're like okay you're just now you're just being cheeky <laughs> right yeah and that's such an unusual take you don't see it that often but um it's super captivating mm-hmm. and so and then the other piece of that that i thought was fun is that they took those those cheeky little graphics and then they put them on coasters and then they s- took those coasters out to you know their bars and cafes and partners in the community and um the thing i like about that is that you know a you know i guess you'd have to convince somebody that yes we are going to advertise in a in a bar mm-hmm. i mean how taboo that's where people
0: people drink think?
1: things <laughs>
0: clutching my pearls.
1: Yes. How could you? We're a serious enterprise. Um, And then, you know, and then, of course, the viewers of those are going to be potentially people who maybe haven't used the library or, you know, they could be library users. But you might be reaching an audience that, you know, isn't normally uh, going to the library after the bar. Um, so I just like that there's like a little there's a double thing happening yeah. happening there in the outreach uh, in the outreach world.
0: That's great. You know what this reminds me of and I don't know if you've ever written about the AnyThink system in Colorado.
1: Mhm, yeah, yeah.
0: They did a uh, partnership with a local brewery to make an AnyThink beer that mm-hmm. they would then I believe they then served it because they started an outdoor concert series right outside their main library branch and they sold the library beer at the outdoor concerts. Well, I think, I mean, that system, I think the whole, they're full of genius people and I love all of the people that work out there. But yeah, it's a you, great one. Yeah,
1: you don't know how badly I've wanted to make a library beer, but uh, in academia, it's uh, yeah. Yeah, it's a little trickier well, to pull know, that one off. But. Any
0: public libraries out there, just give Andrew yes. a shout if you're interested <laughs>
1: If you're making library beer, with I'm beer. in. Yeah, all
0: right.
1: I'm I'm in. Now, did you want to talk about the um, the Saskatoon Public Library logo while you're you're staring at it?
0: Yes, I do. You know, I do. And the reason I want to talk about it goes back again to this issue of books and buildings. And mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. I do think it's interesting that Saskatoon has chosen to use a book in its image. But I think this is kind of in a cheeky way, like it, it looks a little bit like a sun or a flower, Mm -hmm. there's like a natural Mm -hmm. element, which they're tying in, I think, with this other imagery that they're doing. Um, I think it works for them.
1: Yeah, you you know, it's, um, when you're doing what I'm doing, which is staring at all these different, um, you know, library logos that come across my uh, Twitter feed, you will have seen every variation on how can we use a book in a creative way in our logo. <laughs>
0: um,
1: as far as that goes, this one is okay. Yeah, yeah it's, it's okay. And I like the little sunburst and maybe if you weren't paying attention, that's all it would look like is a little sunburst. Um, what is interesting to me in, in connection to that is, I mean, it does feel like it was deliberate because the tagline that went with that, um, that logo and that word mark is uh, collections period, connections mm-hmm. period. And so they have, um, I think, very deliberately said, we are about collections. That is an important part of our our identity, right? We're not going to dispense with that. I mean, community and connecting people in the community is also part of it. But, you know, collections are a thing Mm -hmm. that libraries do. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, they they rolled with it. And um, you know what? I like it. So.
0: Yeah. The circular part of it, the connection, the different sized books, I I think is is lovely.
1: Yes, it could be a hub, Michelle. It could be a hub. hub. You're right. You're right. I'm into it.
0: I'm into it too. Way to way to go, Saskatoon. (laughs) Well done. Well, those were all excellent examples, Andrew. Thank you um, for bringing them all to our attention for the work you do with Adlib, and we hope that you still find time in your spare time to maintain, and we'll hear more about what's going on in design and library land, and we'll hear from you in a couple weeks at Marketing Libraries Think Tank as well.
1: You sure will. Thank you.
0: Now, you're not allowed to go anywhere. Okay. Um, We have our last segment of the podcast, and we'll be right back with that. So we now enter into our last segment of the pod which is as i'm calling it right now get to know your library person where i bastardize the work of many interviewers before me and ask some rapid fire questions that help us get to know more about my guest outside the library so more about andrew outside of the walls mm. of brock university here we go are you ready sure i am what is something people often get wrong about you
1: so i i have to ask my wife this because i i have to admit, I'm not sure you what that no is. You have no
0: self-awareness, is that what you're saying? No. Okay. Zero
1: self-awareness. I literally do not pay any attention to anything anybody thinks. Um, untrue. Wow. But she said that people think that I'm serious.
0: Mm-hmm. I believe that, yeah.
1: Yeah, I, 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 I certainly don't, I, I, yeah, I, who knew? I didn't know. <laughs> uh, I thought I was fun-loving and jovial, Michelle. <laughs> Am I not fun-loving and jovial. I
0: mean, again, Andrew, this is a problem with branding for you.
1: Mmm, clearly, yes. <laughs> okay, smile on.
0: All right, number two. What is the last TV show you binged and loved?
1: Oh gosh, um, that's a such a good question, Michelle. I that's a high bar for for love for me. Yeah. Um, maybe that goes to my serious. Uh, demeanor um, but I did just finish watching the two seasons of Mind Hunter on Netflix yes. so I'm a bit late to that game mm-hmm. but I, I really liked it yeah um, is that are we allowed to like that I don't know anyway uh, I you are it. definitely
0: allowed to love that I think it's okay, a good, cool. it's a good interesting good typography too wouldn't you say mm,
1: that's true that's yes I that. would say
0: <laughs> number three a concert you'll never forget
1: yeah so this is another I, these aren't easy you a quick fire round. these are like <laughs> these are deep <laughs> Michelle. Jeez. Anyway, um, you know I've been to some doozies in my time. I mean, I think back to seeing you, you two, on the Zouropa tour. I saw Bjork on um, Center Island with fireworks going off in the background. Uh, I saw back at Varsity Stadium. I, they're all amazing. But you know what? Like the when I think about capturing something, capturing a moment, mm-hmm. the very first concert I ever saw was Seal. At the Molson Amphitheater on that on the tour where for the album that had you know "Kiss from a Rose" course, on it, yeah. back when I was a much younger man than I am today, mm-hmm. uh, and you know that feeling of like my parents aren't here, Right.
0: Uh, <laughs> anything I could happen. W- I'm in Toronto. I,
1: I could walk around, you know, <laughs> like I can look at Seal from different perspectives. <laughs> um, yeah, that that's a moment I would I would totally capture again. Right,
0: that's great. Number four, favorite
1: meal. Mm, I mean, is this like if I could only eat one meal forever kind of favorite meal? I'm not putting or... any
0: qualifiers on this, Andrew. Just tell me your favorite meal.
1: Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> pizza, maybe? All right. I don't know. I like meatloaf a lot. Okay. I, I, this is too hard, Michelle. These are too hard.
0: Moving on. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt?
1: Well, I mean, I think we've just talked about Mm. like design for like, I don't know how long it's been. Uh, I would totally have gone back to school to be a graphic designer if, you know, yeah, yeah, different, in a different world. Yeah. Um, So I would totally attempt that. I'm
0: in it. I'm in it for the kerning. Um, (laughs) On the flip side, what is a profession you would not want to attempt? Uh,
1: Any sporting profession. I'd be (gasps) lousy at it. I am, uh, yeah. My proprioception is not good. Okay, good. Yeah.
0: See yourself mm-hmm. aware about that. That's great. That's true.
1: <laughs> <laughs> when I fall over, it's like it's clear. You know, you can't miss it.
0: Yes. Um, what is your idea of happiness?
1: Hmm. Um, is it terrible to say that uh, being able to like work from home and uh, <laughs> the COVID life, it's been pretty good to me. Yeah. I could do it without the like the whole people getting sick part of it. Absolutely. I- I don't love Good that. Caveat. Um I'm a homebody by nature. So, um I'm kind of digging I'm kind of digging this. Okay. But, you know, um outside of that, um going on the coast of Italy, drinking fine wine, that kind of thing, that would also be I'd be happy sounds about like that hell. too. So sounds like hell.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what turns you on creatively, spiritually, or emotionally?
1: Hmm. Mhm. Um so I'm a big music guy. Uh, listen, listen. We just talked about some of those music things mm-hmm. that uh, I haven't listened to Seal in a while. But um, it holds up. I'm always looking. Sorry, it holds up. It holds up. Yeah, <laughs> 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 that album definitely does. It's early stuff. early Seal, Michelle. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm I'm always looking for uh, something new, new sounds. Um, I've I make a playlist every year. Like I keep a running playlist of the year of like all the new stuff that I, I totally. Uh, uh, jives me and uh, that's like my, my secret baby you know it's like I've got my real kid and then I've got my playlists amazing. you know amazing
0: so you just have like a like a yearbook of playlists yes so you could just mm-hmm. flip back to like 2005 and correct oh my, yeah I love that idea I'm gonna take that thank you
1: <laughs> you're welcome
0: uh, flip side what turns you off creatively spiritually or emotionally
1: hmm um I mean, certainly, poorly designed things, mm-hmm. as we've talked about, um, don't uh, don't jive with me. Um, yeah, I, that's a I, that's a weird one. Thinking about what turns me off. Yeah, yeah. I guess poor design. Okay,
0: it's a good one. I don't have a good On answer brand. for that one. Um, and finally, what's one thing you're grateful for right now? You
1: no, know, I think we've already talked talked about that a bit, but. Um, definitely health and, uh, and, um, I'm grateful that now that we are returning to work, I get to go back to work in an environment where there's vaccine mandates and mask compliance and all that stuff that keeps people, uh, healthy. So, I mean, I'm, I think we're all still, many of us are still very nervous, but I, I think, um, I'm grateful for the fact that, uh, Things feel like they're going in the right direction
0: great I love ending on a hopeful note Hmm. thanks Andrew you betcha um this was a great conversation so I really appreciate your time you're welcome that is all the time we have for today thank you so much to Andrew Colgoni for joining us when we hope that that you will join us on Monday October 25th at the Marketing Library's Think Tank for more discussions of all things marketing and of course Andrew will be there We hope that you enjoyed this episode of Libraryland Loves. Please don't forget to drop me a line if there's something that you want to talk about or if your library is doing something cool. Let's hear about it. My contact information will be linked in the show notes and we'll put links to all of Andrew's posts that we talked about today so that you can follow along. So thanks so much. Take care. Stay safe. We'll talk to you next week.